podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it's the Anfield Rappers, John Gibbons hosting this week. As always, we are in association with The Athletic. If you want to subscribe to The Athletic, you can do so. And you get 50% off for the next 12 months if you go to theathletic.co.uk forward slash The Anfield Rap. I am joined this morning uh, by Emma Sanders, by Leon Prescott and by Philippa Smallwood to talk about the game that Liverpool played at Anfield at the weekend. It was Liverpool women against Everton. Unfortunately, they lost 1-0. But I want to start by talking about the sort of occasion, if you like, and the, and, the, and the historic moment, if you want to call it that, Philippa, because it's obviously the first time, well, I say obviously people might know, but it's the first time Liverpool women have played in Anfield. And to have 23,000 people there to watch, that is, I mean, it's quite a thing. It was really special, to be honest. I got a bit, a bit emotional before kickoff because um, I think people who go to watch the women on a regular basis will know that you know we're lucky if we get over a thousand people going. So um, to see so many people there um, was really special, and I think it's something that you know if we can keep some of those fans going to the games on a regular basis, it's something that the players will really appreciate. Um, and it's something that I think that they deserve. Um, you know for couple of seasons now uh, we've had the Super League and uh, it's gone back to like a winter league from a summer league and I think since that's happened um, I actually think it's had a bit of an impact on the crowds that we've been getting at the women's game because I think when you had it over the summer um, you know you had people who were like looking to go and watch some sort of football so you got a few people who I think went watching the women's games because of that again the crowds weren't great but they were a little bit higher than what they have been over the past couple of seasons. And I think, you know, doing something like this weekend where it's been at Anfield and, you know, you've got families going, you know, they've made a bit of an occasion of it. Um, I just think it really helps. um, And I hope they do it again this season. I hope that the the Man United game is one that they look at and maybe do at Anfield as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny, Leanne, isn't it? Because you think, well, Chama is not that far or Witness isn't yeah. that far where they were before. But I think this weekend proves that the closer you put the, the women's team to its spiritual home, the closer the supporters will feel to that team. And it felt like, you know, we were going to watch Liverpool. You know, I just kept saying all day, I'm going to watch Liverpool on Sunday. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't like I'm going to watch Liverpool women. Where it does sort of feel more like that when you're going to Tranmere that you're going to sort of watch another team whereas on Sunday it felt to me well I was just going to Liverpool you know the traffic's still rubbish and, and you know yeah. and, and, all, and all the things that, that kind of come with like going to the match yeah I mean one of the players said afterwards we're both Liverpool why don't we play under the same roof we've got the same name and I think that's it you know it, this is a team who are playing in a, a game that is still evolving people some people don't want to watch it and that's fine some people do want to watch it there is a a growing crowd that want to watch women's football. Um, I think the last derby was like 1,800 people went, so 23,000 is is incredible. Um, there were people who would go because it's Anfield. You know, you don't get a chance to see Anfield every day, some of these people. Yeah. Take your kids to Anfield. It, it's an occasion. It's an afternoon for them. Um, as you said there, I, I think it's something that they need to be looking at more often. Um you know, it's a great occasion, but it shouldn't just be a one-off. It should be something that is happening frequently if they're serious about progressing the game. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, obviously, you, you write for the BBC, and you, you'd be aware of, of not just a big weekend for Liverpool, but also, you know, there was a North London derby that got over thirty thousand, I believe, yeah. there as well. And watch what what new record and, and watch what sound like a belter there as well. Yeah, it sounded really good. I, there was a lot of uh, my friends that were there, colleagues as well. Um, sounded like the atmosphere was amazing obviously it's in Tottenham's new stadium as well so I think there was a lot of people who whether you're a women's football fan or a men's football fan wanted to go to that game to see the new stadium 
Um, I think it was a massive weekend, though, in terms of like the actual sport and the game and how much it's involved, especially since the summer, obviously, off the hype of the World Cup. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Liverpool averaged... We, we had a piece on our website this week about the average attendances last season, and it was 584 was Liverpool's average attendance. Mm. It's one of the lowest in the league. So to then get 23,500 at Anfield was absolutely incredible. And I posted a video on Twitter of You'll Never Walk Alone, and I got a bit emotional, like yourself, because I thought, wow, like we're singing this for the women coming out at Anfield. And it was just, it was truly special, that, for me. Yeah, and, and it was a good atmosphere as well, Philippa, which I like, because, you know, there was times where, obviously, it's, it's a younger crowd, so there's times where you could just hear people chatting and stuff like yeah. that. And you realise how loud it is, 23,000 people talking. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, shut up, everyone. <laughs> just because of sort of noise. But but people weren't just coming, you know, just say, oh, see what this is about, you know what I mean? Or coming just to see Anfield. And, you know, people were there to support the team. And, you know, when Liverpool were pushing for that equaliser during the end, there was a few genuine roars, which, yeah, like, yeah. really yeah. sort of took me aback, really. And I'm sure the players appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the cop was going to roll one in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. I did, it did kind of feel like that at the end as well. You know, it was attacking, you know, the cop end in the second half and just, which seemed to build up that momentum towards the end of the game, which seemed to, to help a little bit. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, Despite us losing the game, I actually really enjoyed the occasion. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, that's the one thing I'll take away from that is, you know, it, seem, it feels like the start of the next phase of, you know, Liverpool women's football team. Yeah, well, Vicky Jepson said afterwards, didn't she, that it was it was a day of celebration. She a said, bullish Vicky Jepson, I would say. Yes, yeah. yes. She, was she was on bullish. fire. She was. She came yeah. out. Yeah. She like she'd been pumping herself up like a boxer. Well, I, I asked her. I asked oh, her. Were you like, first up? Yeah. So I asked her the first question, and uh, we were talking about this this morning. She almost took a step back and addressed like the entire mix zone. It yeah, was like, like her saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. "I am so proud of my team. Yeah. I'm so proud of this day and this club and what we've managed to achieve there." And that that was yeah, that was. Big statement from Vix. Yeah, she swore on one of the interviews. Yeah, sort of sport. Exactly, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was good. I was into yeah. that. And yeah, then she did come to me after, and I was like, you can swear as much as you want. <laughs> Uh, we've got Vicky coming up actually we're going to fill her in about halfway through I think uh, I spoke to Vicky kind of very very briefly I think she was all yeah. pumped out by the time she got to me I was exhausted <laughs> at the end but, um, but it was a defeat Leanne and it's a defeat that leaves Liverpool in a, in a precarious position you, you would say you know that the bottom of the league only one goal so far and I think it was a sort of performance that I think it was one of the best performances of the, of the season, but at the same time, it also summarised sort of where Liverpool have struggled this year, where there was some good yeah. play, there was, you know, there was there was plenty to to get you excited and, and to be optimistic. But it's still a defeat, and it's a defeat that comes from a mistake, and and it leaves again Liverpool coming out of the game with positives but no points. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the thing for Liverpool is they couldn't have done any more. That is their best performance of the season. They did everything but score. But as you said there, that that kind of typifies their season. Uh, Neve Charles, who I thought was the best player on the yeah. pitch, even yeah. even she, you know, in the final third, she wasn't quite making the right decision. The final ball wasn't there. Um, Courtney Sweetman Kirk, I thought, you know, there was passages of play that were so good, but then they weren't finished off, and that's just what Liverpool have done this season. They haven't been able to put the ball in the back of the net. I don't think they've even scored from open play. No, so it's one goal and it's a penalty. Yeah, when you're league. yeah, when you're watching the game, you think this is a really good Liverpool team. They're so much better than than bottom of the league. But you're also thinking you can see why they're bottom of the league because they can't put the ball where it needs to go. They can't get the chances. I think you know for, for all the positivity, there wasn't actually many saves that had to be made there. Mm. Um, Babajide comes on second half, does really well, but again, there's no one in the box to finish those chances. 
So, yeah, you know, Vicky will take a lot of positives from the game, but it's something that they need to address because they are in a precarious position and I'm not sure how you go from that performance to to being better, really. Yeah, it's a lot of shots from distance, Emma, and I don't yep. know whether that's um, because it was at Anfield and everyone wants yeah, to score yeah. for 25 <laughs> yards, which I don't understand. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whether it's a kind of a thing where... You know, there's a bit of lack of confidence. Well, how are we going to break this team down? Yeah. And so it's a, you know, what is what is the past that becomes the past that gets the that creates the clear good chance? It just looked yeah. to me that you know it was all good until 25 yards out, and then they weren't quite sure what to do. And then yeah. maybe that's why you were seeing a lot of pot shots from distance, which are just tricky to score from. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it was lost ideas, wasn't it? Um, like you say, lacking end product. And I think I had a look at half time at the stats, and I think. They'd only had three shots on target, which I was quite mm. surprised at because I thought, wow, they've had so much of the ball and so many chances, but actually not really any clear-cut chances apart from that one from Kirsty Linnett where it was an unbelievable save. Um, yeah, so they, they were, I thought they were struggling in the final third big time. And like you say, that's typified their season. And, yeah. you know, I think they need to bring a striker in in January desperately. Yeah, the, the formation doesn't seem to be working for me, Philippa, in that. I think I thought, I felt a bit sorry for Sweden Kirk. I think she's... She, She's been asked to do hold up play, which you know yeah. she's. It's not her game. It's not her game at all. So she's you know she's getting balls kind of fired into her, and you know it's tough. And she was up against the girl George, who was playing centre half, was much bigger than her. She was even bigger with that hair, wasn't yeah. she? You know what I mean? And, and yeah. so it was. And, she, and you just think, but then when she is making good runs, she's she's not being found. She was. I haven't seen a, a kind of a, a more frustrated forward at, at Anfield for a while really I mm-hmm. felt like you know we spent the game kind of trying to sort of make us something and I think if you're going to play 4-2-3-1 you need a striker almost like Natasha Dowie was who, who yeah, you know yeah. could hold everything up was you know would do sort of you know the dirty work for you you know what I mean would would be able to go one-on-one with the centre-halves but then also always be in the right position in the box and I felt like for, for Sweden Kirk she was she was almost kind of you know looking she wanted balls around the back she wanted you know link up play and, and I think you almost think if 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 you know if, if she's you know I agree with Emma that they probably do need to buy a striker, but you know it, are you almost looking to maybe we'll, we'll, we'll kind of at least in the meantime get someone else up front with her or maybe go for a bit more of a four three three and just kind of she looked like she wanted people around her she looked like she wanted kind of as I say little through balls or little one twos and she was just on her own a lot as I say looking really really frustrated. I think it, where we struggle is who do you put up with her? Um, we. For for me anyway, she is literally our only natural striker. I would say. Um, I mean, I watched. I've watched a lot of Sweetman Kirk um, because she used to play for Everton, and I go to the Everton games as well. And she's a very hard worker. Um, but if you're, she almost has to play that role of being the unselfish forward, where she runs herself ragged, but she doesn't really get the rewards for yeah. like her hard work. Um, and it was the same when she was at Everton. Um, Everton have improved actually uh, this season, but I'd, it's it's a really difficult one because I kind of I can see what um, Vicky's trying to actually do with the side, and I just don't think that they've got that Sweetman Kirk actually fits the role that we yeah. needed to do. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think that's it's unfortunate for for <coughs> Courtney because. <coughs> I think she's she's a decent player. No, yeah, she just looks. Um, it's, just, yeah. it's just not fitting. As yeah, you say. yeah, and I think you know if you compare it to, uh, I don't know, like the men's side for instance, everybody seems to fit what we're trying to do. Yeah. Mm. And I just feel like, unfortunately for Courtney at the moment, she just doesn't quite fit what we we needed to do. Um, it's, it's a difficult one as well because I think Liverpool's strengths lie in the wide players. We've got yeah. pace. Mm. Yeah. Um, and 
it's difficult if you move that formation if you change that formation then you'll take away the strengths that you've got in the side which is the width yeah um so i agree i just don't think courtney's the striker that fits this team yeah um, she's not got that the identity that's needed you need you need a big forward in there, I think. One yeah. who's airily strong. Yeah. yeah. And like you say, one who's, you know, can hold the ball up. But there was times where balls were being pinged into her and there was she was looking for that little nod down and there was nobody close enough. Yeah. But if you take away that width, then you're taking away Liverpool's main strength, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I mean I thought New Charles was real positively on it. Yeah. I, I, really, I just really liked watching her play, the way she sort of glides through midfield, yeah. like it's effortless. And I think there's some times where, you know, it looked like a defender might get to her and she, she just kind of goes past her really. Um, but again, it's a, it's a case, easy case with her. She did have a couple of chances though as well. The couple came for her and it's and it's good movements and it's it's getting in, kind of coming in late from midfield, if you like, but then a sort of a scuff shot really. And I think that's maybe the next thing that she needs to add to her game if she's not just going to be kind of nice on the eye. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought she kind of typified Liverpool's performance. She was by far the best player on the pitch for me. Um, you know, the way, as you said there, the way she glides across the pitch, she's so confident and she's so um, assured in her own capability. She knows what she can do. Uh, there was an opportunity on the box where it comes into her and she could just hit it first time. Even if she skies it, you know, have a shot. But she tries to take it on her left foot and dance around a defender and she ultimately loses it. And for me, that's what she did all game. There were so many bright sparks, um, but she, she didn't quite have the ruthlessness that, that Liverpool need her to have. Uh, I, I think it's it's difficult because you've got to remember as well, she's very young. This is a very young team. Yeah. And you're asking a very young player to kind of s- step forward and be the, the the main person in this team, which is, is always going to be difficult. Um, just then when you were talking about the formation, I would actually, I'm not sure whether she could be like an inside forward, you know? Playing off Courtney Sweetman Kirk, mm. I think there was there was one opportunity where Courtney Sweetman Kirk heads it down, and and Liverpool do get a run at the Everton defence, and that even if it was just that one moment, I think put Neve Charles in that little pocket, and she could still do the same. It is just that that ruthless edge that she needs. Um, but you know, I, I think once she gets that first goal, she's fine. Uh, it, it's just the confidence of put the ball in the back of the net. Um, you know, she deserves massive credit for the way that she she played in such a big occasion. She didn't let it get to her at all. I mean, also, Philip, I think you've got to give credit to the Everton defenders and um, it was funny hearing the Everton manager speaking after the game. I thought he was really impressive, by the way. I didn't know anything about him at all and, and the way he spoke. And I, I was, you know, I sort of enjoyed just sort, just sort of hearing him doing his press stuff after the game. But, you know, he was saying oh, it's one of the, the poorest they've played from a footballing point of view kind of all season, really, which which was interesting. But, you know, in terms of the defending, so many blocks, so many, and, you know, you don't know where those shots would have gone. So if we might say, you know, the finish has not been good enough or whatever, but, you know, some of those shots, you know, would have been goal bound, you know, would have at least tested the keeper. But, you know, so many kind of last ditch tackles, so many big blocks, and they were determined to keep hold of that clean sheet. Yeah. Um, like I said, I've been watching Everton for a while now, and I think Gabby George at the back is one of the most uh, talented centre halves in the league. Um, she's still young. Um, but she's got a bit of everything about her. She's she's really good on the ball, actually. I don't think you really got to see that yesterday. Um, but no, um, since Willie Kirk's come in, actually, um, especially this season, he's had the summer with them as well yeah. as he came in last season. He's really got them well organised. Um, last season, they conceded an awful lot of goals from set plays. Um, literally every time somebody got a corner you were dreading you know that the, the opposition were going to score and he's really sorted that out and um, 
they're a really impressive outfit actually they really are punching above the weight at the moment because they're a really young side as well Mm. Um, but they've got a lot of talent within that squad Uh, you know we mentioned Chloe Kelly before who I think they missed yesterday Um, but there's a lot of players there I think within both teams um, which I think that if Liverpool can actually keep the youngsters together um, it's it's a bit of a problem within the women's game actually that you know they're only on short contracts. Yeah, so turnover. You, yeah. you get a lot of turnover every season of of players coming and going, and Liverpool are still suffering really from um, not last summer but the summer before when they had a mass exodus of players, and you know it's it's really taking some time to like kind of like get a, a proper team together. Um, and I think it'd be nice if, like, like I say, with the younger players, if they can keep them together and maybe just add some, some real experience to the side because I think it's something that they're, they're lacking a little bit of um, at the moment. You know, they've got Melissa Lawley who came in in the summer who I think is a really good player. Um, but I kind of feel like sometimes she tries to take on a little bit too much herself and, you know, she has a few too many pot shots from 30 yards. Which is natural when you're struggling, isn't it? The team's yeah. struggling, you want to help, you want to sort of do your part. So we want players to kind of, you know, to, to put something on themselves. But as you say, when they're forcing it, yeah. it kind of doesn't really work. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like what's letting us down a little bit at the moment. It's just that decision-making, you know, like we were saying before with like Neve Charles, in a sense, you know, she's really inexperienced. She's, she's only 20 years of age. Um, you know, it's it's just making that right decision at the right moment. And I think sometimes, especially yesterday, you could see it when they were taking shots from 30 yards, when there was players mm. in better positions. It's it's something that's hurting them a little bit at the moment. Um, maybe just overthinking things as well sometimes. Um, and that comes with confidence. Uh, you know, if they can just string a couple of decent results together like I'd, I actually thought yesterday if they could have got a draw out of the game that would have been a good result for them well especially a late winner would have done so much for the not late winner late equaliser yeah. would have done so much for the confidence for the you know the crowd would have exploded and it would have been like it always felt like a winner I mean I've just called it a late winner so you know <laughs> yeah. it's, it's kind of you know would it, it would have given that kind of feeling of well this is kind of something to start to start kind of kick the start of the season if yeah you like. I mean there was the chance that actually fell to Neve Charles quite late on where she wasn't quite expecting it yeah. And you know, if she could have just got a little bit more on it, you know, that could have been the one. But you know, they, they've got to, as, as I said, they've got to look at the positives from yesterday um, because I do think that they played well, um, you know, and try and take that forward into the next home games. Just uh, sort of a little bit more on Everton, Emma, because we don't like to praise Everton too much, but I think it's worth remembering where they've come from as a club, really, because I think people listening to this who might not know the women's game too well will think, well, Everton, you know, I mean, you know, for, for everything you know that they've they've struggled with in, in the men's game, they've always been in that top league, haven't they? I think they're the longest serving, you know, Premier League side yeah. now in, in, in the men's game. But that's not been the case for the women's game, has it? In terms of no. you know them as a kind of professional outfit, it's actually something quite new. Yeah, I actually remember interviewing um, Daniel Turner ahead of the first the season that Everton got promoted. Was it four years ago now? Yeah. Um, and it was the first WSL Merseyside derby, and that feels like it was yesterday um it's like absolutely flown um so it was it was quite crazy to see it like she picked up over 100 games recently and um Willie Cook I think it was December 2018 he came into the club and his first first game was a Merseyside derby and they were bottom of the table and he got the win against Liverpool um so what he's managed to do in the space of a year they've gone from bottom of the table to now fourth in the league 11 points ahead of (coughs) Liverpool um, 
but they're playing some really really nice stuff and like you said before they've got some seriously talented players and Willie Kurt's a great manager we saw that at Bristol obviously he was at United under Casey Stoney as well as an assistant there and he's got he's got really good ideas I like him as a tactician I think he's a mm-hmm. good tactician and he gets the best out of young players that's where he thrives so Everton is sort of the perfect club for him really um, there's lots of young English players there as well Okay, uh, back on to Liverpool anyway. And uh, Vicky, Vicky Jepson, I spoke to, as I mentioned before, straight after the game. Uh, she was bullish. Uh, I caught the middle hole too with her. And so, yeah, I'll play that for you now. Vicky, uh, first of all, to start on a positive, to lead the team out today at Anfield, 23,000 people, must have been a really proud moment for you. No, it was. It was proud. And, and the girls, I, I work with the girls every single day and I see how hard they work for us. So, you know, they deserve that opportunity as professional female players representing our badge, going out and walking out Anfield. It's, a, it's a, been a great day and to see so many people turn up and support them is, a, is fantastic. And there was plenty on the pitch to hopefully encourage many of these people to come back. Not the result that we wanted, but so many good performances, um, exciting play. And hopefully a lot of these people will think, you know, I've had a taste for this now. I want to see, you know, what this team has got in the future. Yeah, I think that the big thing is, is if we would have come here and got battered, fans won't come back. But we came here and we outshone that blue team and uh, we were definitely, definitely the better team on the day. And I think because of the performance and the process that we will 100% earn the respect from the fans and they'll come back. But the fans have been incredible today. Even at the end when we went and clapped them at the cop end, they were still applauded our players. And, and for that, I'll be forever grateful because honestly, there's just, and you know, there's no better family than the LFC family. Yeah. And you could see that today in the way that they applauded our women's team. So great day to see that but obviously not a great day to see the Blues run away with three points that we give them Are you confident there's goals in this squad? Yeah there is there is we're just a young squad um, we've just got to get the first one I think and then more will come hopefully And we are back in the studio thanks a lot to Vicky for coming out and fronting it after a, a disappointing result but as she's saying uh, plenty to be positive as well hopefully so I just want to have a chat in the room about sort of where Liverpool go from here and Leanne it's tough because the next two games are Arsenal and Man City, who are obviously second and third in the league, yeah. traditional powerhouses kind of in the, in the women's league. And so those two games, you know, you, you sort of take a point now if you could get one from either of those. And then it is West Ham at home, which feels already massive. Massive, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. It's it's looking at the next few games and just wondering what Liverpool need to do because they, they have to change their tactics from yesterday's game. They can't play like that against an Arsenal or Man City. They'll, they'll get played off the park. And so it's, you know, you, you mentioned Willie Kirk is a great tactician. This is now about Vicky Jepsen's tactics. What, what can she do to change her game plan for these two games? Um, so often you see managers tailor a plan to just one game and that's mm. what she needs to do. She needs to take away the big picture of being bottom of the league. She needs to just focus on the first game, which is Arsenal, and go, right, OK, this is a high-flying team. How do we stop them? Because as soon as you stop them, you're in with a chance of getting a point. You can't outplay them. They're, they're too good. Uh, has she got the players to do that thing, Emma, to, to, to change how they play? Uh, it's a difficult one, that. I'd probably say no. Um, and I don't... I don't think that's a no to every team in the league, but it's definitely a no to Arsenal. I think Arsenal are the best team in the league. Um, and like you say, I just think they're too good. And I don't think she's got the strength in midfield in particular. Um, the players at Arsenal have got in that mid- midfield. Obviously, you've got Jordan Nobbs and um, even like Danielle van der Donk. Yeah. He's just incredible, one of the best players in the league. And I just think they're going to bypass this Liverpool side. I don't, I don't see any players in that Liverpool team who you can put one-on-one with one of the Arsenal players and come out on top. Mm. That's where I worry. I just think man for man, woman for woman, um, Arsenal are just, they're just going to get the better of them. I mean, 
it's it's two games where I mean you might want you might just have to write off Philip in, in, in a way. I mean he sort of never want to do that. We're talking about sort of Liverpool here, but you know would would you be looking at these two games as a case of well, well look we we need to try and get at least a point from from one of them. How can we play, or would you be looking at a case of well, well, what can I learn from these games or what can we build or what can we work on which will then kind of put us in good stead for the rest of the season in the more winnable games? Um, I think first and foremost, they actually play Blackburn away in the, yeah, the cup, cup game, on yeah. Thursday and I would I would use that as more of a confidence builder. I would try and focus on that first and just, just try and get a bit of a feel good within the team and I would say to them, don't worry about the Arsenal or City game just yet. Um, and then with the Arsenal and City game, I think for me, even if they get beat in those games, but they um, show, I don't know, kind of like a willing to to keep the score as low as possible. Because I, I, I do agree. I think the far superior to Liverpool at the moment. Um, you know, I think even to get a point out of either of those two games, I think would be asking a lot of this team. Um, and that's that's no disrespect to our players, you know. It's just please go not. ahead and, yeah. and surprise me, you know. But <laughs> yeah. I, I genuinely think that to get anything would, would be miraculous, really. So I would then look at the West Ham game and say to the players, you know, that's the one. And I'm saying this now to, to people who maybe went to the game yesterday or people who watched the game yesterday and think, actually, I'd like to, you know, go and watch the women play please go to the West Ham game because that is really important. Yeah. You know, if we can get three points in that game, that could take us on the way to actually securing our place in the league. And I think that has to be our aim this season. I think yeah. asking any more than that at the moment of this particular team is, is a bit too much. Yeah, and it's it's it sort of feels vital to do stay in the league, Leanne, because we're talking about the, you know, the post World Cup bounce, and we're talking yeah. about, you know, getting 23,000 against Everton and a more interest in the women's game. That becomes really tricky if they go down, doesn't it? Because there's no Derby anymore, there's no Man yeah. United anymore, there's no City, Arsenal, Chelsea. Suddenly you play, you know, you talk about teams like Blackburn and the Cup, you're playing them every week. And it just sort of becomes a tougher sell, doesn't it? It becomes a tougher sell to, you know, the powers that be at Liverpool to say, I'll host these games at Anfield. You know, it becomes a tougher sell for people like us who want to, you know, who want Liverpool fans to go down and support. Oh, yeah, but they're playing, you know, I mean, it's either. Yeah. It, it just becomes harder, doesn't it? Um, for, you know, for, for, you know, to get kind of more people excited and involved in supporting this side. Yeah, I think you know we we spoke earlier about trying to get on, you know, get on women's football, get the crowd going. Um, not having twenty three thousand just being a blip, have it, uh, you know, across the park in every game possible. If if Liverpool go down, that's just not going to happen. Um, you know, at the moment it's not happening in Liverpool. Uh, in a okay, they're not doing very well in the league, but they're playing good football. We saw that yesterday. And so I think, you know, from a longevity perspective, it, we spoke earlier about this team is a project. It's still in a cycle of change. If they go down, then that cycle has to start all over again, whether it be the mm. manager, whether it be the players, whether it be you know, the fans coming and going. There's a cycle there that we're probably at like stage two at the moment. We go down in that reset. So, uh, you know, I think that's what Liverpool have to be looking at. They have to maintain their league position, uh, their status in the league, not their league position. Definitely <laughs> don't maintain the league position, please. Um, just kind of eradicated my own point there. I know uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I think it's massive. I think, you know, th there's a lot of quality in this team. They're, they're young players, but they're fresh, they're raw. 
and they are capable of doing something. Uh, they're an exciting team to watch and, and hopefully, you know, with a big result against West Ham, suddenly there's, you know, a feel-good factor in camp. More people go and watch. The average attendance will go up, that type of thing. And there's something to feed off. Um, I think it's massive. Yeah. Also in terms of, you know, keeping and attracting talents as well, Emma. And I yeah. think it, there's, there's a lot of good players that, that this City has produced and there's not many of them who are playing for Liverpool and, and that sort of bothers me like um, I you know I, I, I get angry about once a week that the, the Man United <laughs> captain is a scouser yeah. and was at Liverpool and was somehow allowed to leave and I don't know what happened and blah 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 And but but the point is the Man United captain is a scouser who used to play for us a couple of years ago and then also you look at you know other other players and other, there's world class players but they're at Barcelona or at the Leon you know what I mean yeah. and you think well they're, they're from Liverpool and yeah you can't have all of them I mean we'd like all of them yeah. but but the next one should be at Liverpool, and so it might be it might be too you know too too late you know to attract sort of a Nikita Paris or back or whatever. But yeah. but but the next Nikita Paris should be playing for Liverpool, and that is much much easier if you're a WSL one club. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And Neve Charles is a perfect example. I don't think she would stay around if they dropped down to yeah. the Championship. She's too good to be playing Championship football, mm-hmm. and she's a homegrown talent. She's a scouser. She's a local girl. You want those players to stay. And like you say, you want to attract those big names. And for me, I think women's football at the moment, in terms of uh, widening the game, it is about the, pers- the personalities and it is about those big players. You only really have that in WSL. And that's no disrespect to players who play in the championship. There's some fantastic players there, but the wider audience don't really know much about them. Hmm. Um, people come to watch people like Viviana Miedemar at Arsenal. They, they come to watch Jordan Nobbs. They come to watch these big players. Um, and that's what they used to do at Liverpool. They used to do that with, like, you know, Tony Duggan when she was at Everton. And they come to watch these players. Mm. Um, and that, I think, is one of Liverpool's problems as well. That apart from the lack of experience and internationals, it's the lack of big names as well. Um, and like you say, local big names as well. Yeah, and you know, so so much of the England team, Philippa, used to used to you know be. You know, playing for Liverpool, you know, in, in that, you know, Farrell Williams used to be on our midfield and things like that, and and those those sorts of draws, and it's and it's fair enough saying you want to go go for a younger team, and they've they've gone down the road of having sort of a younger squad, but there's problems to sort of come with that as well, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I, I really do think that you know, two seasons ago when, well, two summers ago when, uh, you know, we had the mass exodus, you know, there was an awful lot of international players who played for Liverpool at that stage. Yeah. Um, you know, we had Casey Stoney at the time, um, who's the United manager now. And when she went there, it seemed to take a lot of our players at the same time. Um, and that's purely down to Manchester United, for me, showing more ambition at that point because they were in the championship. Yeah. And players were willing to say, right, we'll take the hit for a season because we know that next season, the likelihood is that we're going to be in WSL. And. <laughs> It's, it's really disappointing for me really to see how we've kind of allowed quite a few teams to leapfrog our position. You know, we were top four, top five side um, only two seasons ago and now we're, we've, we've basically allowed all these sides, even, you know, Tottenham who've come up this season, you know, they're all doing a lot better than what Liverpool are. They seem to have... I don't know whether or not they're just further ahead in there, like we were saying before about like the cycle and everything that Liverpool are in at the moment, whether or not we're a step or two behind these sides. Um, but we need we need investment um, badly from the club. But I think in order to persuade the club to invest, we need people to be turning up and to 
be coming through the game gates and to be showing that we actually care about the side. You know, there's a nucleus of Liverpool fans who go to every game. They go to the away games and, you know, they're a real credit to the women's side. Um, but we need more of them. We need people to be turning up at West Ham and we need them to be getting behind the side because I think it will get a little bit more out of the players as well, which will only help us stay in the league. Yeah, Peter Moore was at the game, Leanne. I spoke to yeah. him briefly afterwards and he was genuinely gutted about yeah. the result. You know what I mean? He seems, from a personal level, to be sort of really invested in the women's team at the moment, which is really good. But, you know, he, he almost needs to win that fight within the club almost, doesn't yeah. he? And he's, you know, there's other people, you know, Philip there's talking about investments it's not his money at the end of the day no. do you know what I mean and yeah. so he, he might be sort of CEO but you know he needs to persuade other people I would assume that this women's team are worth backing they're worth sort of fighting for and that's another thing where I'm sure he's desperate for them to stay up as well yeah I mean uh, I think it was Vicky who said he was in the dressing room afterwards mm. with the players so he is heavily invested in this team um, he wants them to succeed he was there he was passionate about the game and I think that can only help uh, the thing about women's football is we're talking about the WSL here and a lot of people don't have a knowledge of WSL, let alone any other league. Yeah. So it's such a niche that if Liverpool go down, you know, as we've said, people will, their knowledge decreases further. So you think it's bad now, it would be non-existent almost. So I think, you know, from his perspective, from the cycle, from the longevity of the club and, and what Vicky is trying to do with this young team, they have to stay up to get that, to get the motor going, basically. Um, it, it's a long-term project. I think if Liverpool stay up this season, it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows. There's still so much work to do, um, but, but that comes with time. I think at the moment it's one step at a time, and the first step has to be maintain your, you know, your status in the top division. Then go and say, look, let's get more attendance. Let's go to Anfield more often. Let's yeah. go to Goodison in the yeah. in the away game. Let's do these things. Let's get more people invested in this squad get the feel-good factor, get these players thinking, God, we've got a, a massive crowd behind us now. There is a desire for us to be playing. We're playing in Liverpool colours. You know, This is a city who loves their football and they're behind us. Get that and then move on from there. Don't try and do it all at once. Yeah. yeah. And I think as well, Emma, hopefully so, so the, the weekend Sundays proved that you know, Liverpool might not have won, but I think we've all agreed that it was the best performance of the season. Yeah. And so, well, the crowds brought that off someone. So it'd be really great to see another game this season at Anfield, both from a point of view of, well, we've seen what it gets on the team, from a point of view of getting more people down there. But also, you know, if we're talking about retaining players and we're talking about keeping players, then, you know, it, it, it is a good thing if you could say, and you get to do, you know, you come to Liverpool, play in front of, play at Anfield, play in front of the cop, it's rammed, and the, and the goal mad. And, you know, it'd be, yeah. it'd be, the result might not have been great against Everton, but then we beat Man United yeah. in the <laughs> And it was yeah. great. I'm looking ahead now. And so it's, uh, um, you know, it can be something, you know, when we're talking yeah. about attracting talent and, and having the best sort of, you know, Liverpoolian talent, forget about the rest of the world for now, you know, I mean, that'd be great. But, you know, if you're if you're trying to sell the club to, a, to an 18-year-old Scouse yeah. girl who's grown up, who loves Liverpool, you know, saying, and we play two or three times, you know, at Anfield every yeah. season, you know what I mean? That's a real that's a real sell. Yeah, it's a dream come true. And I, I do massively agree with that. However, I think, I think there needs to be, and Willie Kirk actually said this yesterday, I think there needs to be a balance between one-off games and playing it regularly. I think when I spoke to Vicky in August and she said, we are talking to the club, there will be a game at Anfield, but we're picking the right occasion, the right yeah. game. And I completely agree with that because if you if you play there 10 times a season, it kind of wears off, you know, the, yeah. the occasion, the excitement, the fun around it, the one-off like aspect mm. of it wears off. So it has to be those big games and they got it spot on this weekend. 
FA Women's Weekend, international break for the men's, yeah. Merseyside derby. They, it was just the perfect timing. And I agree, I'd like to see it for the United game in February. Yeah. I think that's another good opportunity. Um, but yeah, I think it needs to be around the right game. But like you say, and Vicky said, when I spoke to her this week, she said Anfield's one of the best stadiums in the world. And it is. And if you're saying to a player, come to our club, uh, you can play at Anfield against Man United. You'd bite your arm off, wouldn't you? Okay, um, we're going to finish up now. I was going to ask you all if you thought Liverpool would stay up, but I'm not. I'm not going to put you out. So I'm just going to ask you all for one thing that you think that w- would help in terms of Liverpool. So one thing you change. So it might be a, a formation change or a play you'd use more, or a, or or just to kind of you know b- bring in a new player or what. So we we'll start with Philip. What's the one thing that you would like to see Liverpool do if they're going to stay up? Um, I think I would like to see um, Neve Charles and Baba JG. Oh, probably Baba said an ankle. Yeah, um, I'd like to see them start more games. Um, I know Neve tends to be a starter at the moment, but the two young raw talents, and I think I would. Would you try and push them up further? I think I, I would just try and start them more so they can try and get a bit more of the rhythm to the game and you know build the confidence just by playing games. I think. Um, you know, if you keep playing a player and then taking them out again, it can kind of knock the confidence a little bit. And I think the two s- stars for me of this side, and I think if people um, can get to know them as individuals, like the personalities as well as the talent, then, you know, I think there could be something that we can highlight as a real selling point of this side. Um, and I think that's what I would do. Yeah, on sort of Baba Jada and the star quality, I noticed there was a young lad who asked for her boots after the game. Yeah. She, she sorted that, I think, as it? Yeah, she? So yeah, yeah. she was only on the pitch a few minutes and uh, already kind of inspiring young people, which is great. Uh, Leanne? I would play Baba Jada more. I think, you know, I think it was her first touch. She takes it past two Everton defenders and she just leaves them on the floor, cuts it inside, and it's the, one of Liverpool's best chances of the whole game, and she does it instantly. Um, I get the argument that maybe she doesn't have the defensive work of Sweet McKirk, but we're talking about a team who hasn't scored from open play. First and foremost, you've got to put the ball in the back of the net. Worry about the defensive work afterwards. There's 10 other players on that pitch. Well, nine. Um, <laughs> but like her, her job, first and foremost, is goals. Play her, get a bit of pace going, get her interchanging with Neve Charles, get some excitement, even just to like bump up the crowd. She's exciting yeah. to watch. Yeah. Sweet McKirk does a job for this Liverpool team but it's a job that isn't as exciting to watch she does the dirty work get Babajide on get a bit more impetus into the attack and see what happens we start on predictability as well because yeah. I noticed Willie Kerr mentioned after the game as well that, that, that she she terrifies him basically yeah. and you yeah. think well if you've got that I think always always with the, with the manager, if you're not sure what to do, do do what the opposition want you to do least. Yeah, and I think yeah, you know if, yeah. if he's if it, if the opposition manager's coming out and going, well, you know she terrifies me to yeah. be honest with you. Then then why only give her twenty minutes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, she's like you say, she's got that unpredictability and she's she's very raw. So it's just pace. It's all about pace. Um, she does lack that end product at the moment, but she's still young. That's that's going to come, and she's creating chances. But I mean, for me, it's pretty simple. Just buy a striker. By a goal scorer. What's the uh, forgive my ignorance? What's the score with um, sort of transfers and stuff like that? Is January, there a window? Yeah. So there is a January window. It's, it's quite it's quite similar with men's now. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? So it's kind of aligned. So yeah. it's a January yeah. window. Yeah. So obviously in the you know before that that's where you need maybe to tweak the, the formation. Yeah. yeah, you might need to move Neve in the middle, get her playing off Courtney. Um, I'd like to see Kirsty Linnick play a lot yeah. more as well. She yeah. played really well on Sunday. But yeah, it's a simple one for me. Just buy a striker, show ambition. 
I think I, I, I was actually looking at the fixtures and I think there's only the West Ham game where I would say that's the one that we need to win before the January window. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's I keep banging on about the West Ham game. That's the only one that I see where I go, we should be getting points out yeah. of that yeah. game. We need to get points that's, out of that game. That's the thing though. We've all just said Babajide mainly, but I wouldn't play her in the next two games. Mm. So the thing you want to change, the thing you want to see doesn't suit what Liverpool have to do in the next two or three games. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. it is just it just comes down to play the team in front of you, play play to stop them, play to stop Man City, play to stop Arsenal, you probably won't be successful. But if you try and play their game, they will play you off yeah. the park. Yeah. I actually disagree with Rin starting. I actually think she's a better better as a sub player. I think she's that impact sub who comes on and just runs and runs and runs at the defenders for 20 minutes when they're tired, when they might lose concentration towards the end of the game, losing a little bit of focus and she just burns them for pace. Um, but I do think because she lacks that defensive sort of intelligence um, over the course of 90 minutes I think she can get caught out so I personally prefer her as, a, as an impact sub but there we go there we go we'll leave it there uh, we're all talking about investment uh, it be that in January or generally we'd love to see more investments in this team we'd love to see more people down there supporting them so do keep it out if you can get to that West Ham game as Philippa says it's a huge one and as been proved the more people are there watching this team the better they seem to play so but in the meantime thanks a lot for everyone for joining me in the studio to Lizzie Doe for producing that's been the Anfield Wrap Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs>